Summer is approaching, and while I feel teachers everywhere should completely spend the summer resting, there are still some items that could be great for teachers, so I want to share those. The summer has many weeks in it, and teachers can definitely spend a portion of it resting, but the rest of the time can be spent in a way to actually help ease you back into the school year. So I am sharing what has propelled me forward during a summer break, and hopefully it can spark something within you as well. If you are ready to dive into your summer to-do list, I will meet you inside. Welcome to The Literacy Dive, a podcast for teachers who want to take a deeper dive into all things reading and writing. I'm your host, Megan Polk. My number one passion is, you guessed it, all things literacy and supporting teachers like you. Join me each week to learn teacher tips and actionable step-by-step strategies to help you grow as an educator. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Literacy Dive podcast. I am glad you are tuning in today as we speak about our favorite word this time of year, summer. I love when we are given the opportunity to truly rest and decompress from a tough school year, but even at my highest level of exhaustion, I never needed the whole entire summer to purely, solely just rest. So I am going to be sharing how teachers can relax while also getting some work done, and this is to help us get to the next school year with a lesser amount of stress. I am a believer of balance. There has to be a balance between work and relaxation, and for so many years, those lines were blurry and very muddied for me. One summer, I tried to listen to the suggestion of resting and taking the complete summer off. No summer school, no tutoring, no PD, nothing. Just enjoy my summer break. And I will tell you, it was harder to ease back into that school year because I was so out of my groove and I was actually more stressed entering in than I had ever been before. So just like I tell students, do a little reading and writing each day, even if it's just for 15 to 20 minutes. This is going to keep your literacy skills and everything that you've learned so, so strong, and it's going to keep you healthy. I try to follow the same practice. Now, this does not mean working on something that does not truly bring me joy, but I can definitely find ways to stay in my groove and stay in a routine and be a bit more structured and educationally active. So today I'm sharing eight items that you can add to your summer to-do list. First task that you can add is to prioritize what brings you joy. Now, this is one of the first things I like to put on my list. After a hardworking school year, I often need to re-energize myself, and I do just want to decompress. So you definitely want to schedule whatever it is that brings you happiness, freedom, and joy. Now, this could be something like hiking or swimming, sitting by the pool, setting lunch dates with friends that last longer than the 21-minute lunch that you actually get because that's all you have left after getting your students to lunch, settled there, and picking them up from your restroom break. That 30-minute door-to-door lunch actually turns into like 20 minutes. But when you set a lunch date, you actually get an hour and a half lunch, and that brings me joy. You also might want to travel visit family, or do some crafting or other life-giving types of activities. This is also a great time to take up a new hobby. 
Now, I know for this summer in particular, I'm going to continue with adult ballet and maybe another form of dance at that studio that I'm going to join. And I also want to learn how to play the guitar. Now, my seven-year-old niece also wants to learn how to play the guitar, so maybe she and I can learn together. I also love doing puzzles, and I will usually try to find one or two that I can work on a little bit each day for the month of June and July. So whatever it is that gives you the fuel that you need after that school year, do it. Put it on the calendar. Make time for it. Make sure that it's a part of your summer. You earned this. You deserve to just be filled with joy and to do the things that you want to do. It is so easy to busy up our schedules and to forget to include ourselves as a necessity and a priority, so make sure to prioritize what brings you joy. The second task that you can add on your summer to-do list is to read for work and enjoyment. Now, while I know that teachers love reading for enjoyment for the most part, that might be fiction or mystery, or maybe you like to read nonfiction text, use some of that brain muscle to diversify your summer reading list. Think about what subjects you least enjoy that you want to get better at and find a book recommendation that you can commit to reading that can actually help give you ideas or strategies or the confidence that you need to teach that content area. You can also spend this time reading children's books. This is a great time to preview student texts and you can use these for future read-alouds. You can use them as writing mini lessons, as mentor text, for so many different purposes within your classroom. Now, one of my favorite things to do are to read children's books, and this way you're planning ahead, but it won't really feel like it. So you can pick a day like Saturday morning or Wednesday afternoon and make that your children's book day. Maybe you can take a trip to the library, select a few titles, and just read those books. You can do the same thing for that professional development book that I was mentioning earlier, and Just carve out a little bit of time. For the professional development books, I actually like to carve out maybe 15 minutes per day to read for my educational knowledge. I even tell the kids that I will be reading too, so it's a great way to practice what I preach to them and for us to hold each other accountable. So you might even find that this particular summer task might bleed into the school year Like you might decide, oh my gosh, I love reading children's books now. So every Saturday, every Sunday morning, I just want to read one children's book for my enjoyment. So just be open to what can happen from this task. Task number three that could go on your summer to-do list is planning ahead for next school year. Now, before you dive too deep into summer and truly disconnect from the school and from your classroom, you might want to take a few days right after the school year ends to reflect on that previous year or the current year, however you want to call the school year that just passed. What you want to do here is you want to make a list of what went well and what you hope to implement, and you want to think about what didn't go so well and what you might want to change up. This is just planning out the basics. You're not going super deep here. If you know what you want to change up, as you're enjoying your summer, you might see an idea, you might think of an idea to implement, you might talk to someone and figure out, oh my gosh, I want to try that, and you can be able to keep this running list. I love handwriting, and so I like to keep a notebook with me, but because I didn't always have that notebook by me, especially if I'm at the pool, 
I started making a list on a notes app. So for the longest time, I just used my regular notes app, but now I use Evernote and you can simply write down the ideas that you come up with so that you do not forget them. You can also save screenshots, photos. You can write down what you see or what you hear, what you want to try. You are only making a brain dump list that's going to support you into getting this thinking going. And because you'll have the whole summer to think about it, when it's time for the school year, you can revisit that list and think about what things do you want to move forward with or what things do you want to abandon. Now, for these lists, you can be thinking about actual content, classroom management strategies, or things that didn't really go so smooth or things that you want to try and just have a better grasp on when it comes to classroom management. And you also might want to think about resources that you might want to implement. Now, under the same thing about planning ahead, if you are a Netflix watcher, I love watching Netflix series. It's one of my favorite things to do. And so if I have one of those days where I am just binge watching for a day or two Netflix series and shows, I like to cut lamination or use my paper cutter to prep activities. And because I'm binge watching a series, I'm more focused on that than actually viewing this type of prep as the true teacher prep. So you can do the same. It is basically knocking out two birds with one stone. And so I like to do anything like that where I can enjoy whatever show it is and get some work done at the same time. If you are staying in the same classroom, you know that you're not going to move. You can also organize your room before you truly take off for summer break. Now, I have found that even though summer break started, if I can put on some yoga pants and a tank top, play my music or stream a show on my smart board, and I can organize my classroom, my centers, my books, anything like that, it is worth it for me to have that peace of mind heading into the break rather than trying to do all of that with the craziness of back to school when August and September rolls around. If you are not staying in the same classroom, but you have an idea of what your new classroom layout will be, you can actually sketch your classroom so that you're one step ahead. Think about where you might want certain sections. Think about how you might want your desk arrangements. Think about where you might want to put your independent centers and your different stations and your rug, things like that, that can just help you be one step ahead. Now, if you truly want to be off for summer when the summer break rolls around, like today is my first day of summer break and I do not want to be at this school, then maybe leading up to summer break, you might say you want to spend an hour after school or maybe come in for two hours on a Saturday if you have that option and you want to start getting cleaned and organized and prepped. Again, this is not a forever type of thing. So for this short little span of one to two weeks, if you can just give a little extra time to making sure that you're in a good position for next school year, it's going to be so much easier to enter the school year and to come back to next school year. It's such a short window of time, but it's going to help you when August and September rolls around. Number four is to participate in professional development seminars. Now, this is a great way to get additional support with areas that you want to strengthen. There are so many virtual and in-person professional development opportunities out there during the summer, so take advantage of them, especially if there is something that you can truly benefit from or if you're looking to make connections with other teachers. 
If you are properly balancing, then attending a PD in the summer should not feel stressful or feel like it's crossing your boundaries as a teacher. And if you're set on no professional developments during the summer months, that's totally fine too. Don't take any. But I know that there are so many opportunities available and they really, really are great for teachers. Even if you cannot attend some of those conferences and seminars live due to travels or conflicts, most times you can receive a replay to watch at your own leisure, which is super, super generous of those hosts. And because I value these opportunities, I'm actually creating video sessions for three virtual conferences, and I'm going to be presenting in person for the Get Your Teach On National Conference in Orlando this summer. So I truly do value professional development and just being able to take in this knowledge when I'm not stressed out by a school year. There is so much value in PD, and unlike a school year, when I know I can watch most of them in my pajamas, I can watch it at my own pace, I can listen to it when I'm working out or walking, I can listen when I'm sitting by the pool, it's worth it to learn to me. So be open to these opportunities. Like I'd mentioned before, I am doing a few sessions and I know that there are other conferences going on that I'm going to just personally attend because I love just hearing new ideas and hearing fresh content. I know quite a few of professional development opportunities going on. So if you are interested in any of those and you have no idea where to start, you've not heard of any of them, send me a DM on Instagram and I will send you information to some great conferences and summits that are occurring this summer. Number five, another task that you can add to your summer to-do list is to create personal and professional goals. Now for this, you wanna think about your goals for short-term and you wanna think about your long-term goals. Do you wanna become a literacy coach or an interventionist? Do you wanna be a principal or working in the district? Do you want to eventually become an educational consultant or become a presenter since you're an expert in your field? Do you want to travel and try your hand at teaching abroad? Do you want to start a business? Do you want to write a book? What is it that you want to do? Take some time to dream and write down your goals this summer. Then it's going to be easier for you to find opportunities or to make connections that can help get you closer to your goals. Figure out what actions you want to take or what actions you need to take today, tomorrow, next week, next month that can help you achieve your goals. This is such a powerful summer exercise. And it's beneficial to do over the summer, especially if you can do it at the start of the summer, because as you go throughout those months, if something pops up, you might find that it's worth your time while you have the time off to be able to invest in yourself. One other task under this category is to update your resume. Take the time to add any accomplishments, accolades, awards, professional tasks, that you did for the school year to your resume so you aren't scrambling to remember if you ever need to submit your resume in short notice for a future job opportunity. So that is just one other thing that I love doing right at the end of a school year. I'm just not really too planned out to add it as the school year goes on, but I definitely can recap the school year and know, did I take on a special role for that school year that can actually help me in a future opportunity as a skill that I now have. So definitely update your resume. Number six, another to-do list task. It could be to start a side hustle or even a social media page. 
I know many teachers work part-time during the summers to earn extra money because no person enters the teaching profession for the big bucks. But this can be a time to find something that you truly want to do and to tap into a skill set that you have. I actually stopped teaching summer school years ago, but I love working one-on-one with kids, so tutoring never stressed me out. I loved it so much because I got to work with a few kids and it kept me fresh with teaching standards and content to these students who are wanting additional help or who actually were struggling with the skill. So if you have a passion like teaching ESL kids or teaching specific fun skills, you might want to look into teaching English classes online or even teaching classes on OutSchool if you have a certain specialty. If you are crafty, you might want to try selling your designs on Etsy. If you're creative, you might want to try your hand at Teachers Pay Teachers. I know those methods of side hustling takes a level of marketing too, so you can even start an Instagram account or whatever social media platform you enjoy, and you can do one just for your side business or just for teachers. There are so many possibilities that might end up changing your life. You just have to get started. And there's no better time like the summer to start these types of side businesses or social media pages because there's nothing else taking your time or distracting you. Now, I'm actually just going to put this out there. If you love creating teaching resources but don't want to have the responsibility of actually managing a storefront, You can also become a virtual assistant and support those who are in business who are needing your skill set. I am personally going to be looking for some assistance in getting all of the many ideas in my brain into printable and digital format. So if you are familiar with my resource style and have used my resources, if you love literacy as much as I do, and you are savvy with using PowerPoint and Google Slides to create content, we need to talk. Seriously, send me a DM on Instagram at the Literacy Dive, and there might be some opportunities that I can even provide to you. But there are so many ways to make extra money over the summer that can still bring you joy. It can be really, really fun. And mostly it keeps you active because you are using your skill set, you're using your knowledge, you're giving your brain activity. And so that is something that you can think about adding to your summer to-do list. Now, number seven I love, and this is finding local meetups. Now, I am talking about two different types of meetups. And so one is actual teacher meetups. Now, when I was living in Houston, I attended some of these put on by Kathleen. Hey, Miss Crafty Math Teacher. And it was such a great way to meet other educators from different schools, from different parts of the city. And even if they were in a different subject or different grade level, we still had the main thing in common, which was teaching kids. But not even this, there are actual meetups that you can find locally to do things that interest you. Now, this is a great way to meet non-teacher friends, and you can get connected in your community with people who aren't teachers. So when I moved to Nashville, I didn't really know anybody here, and I was able to find a Nashville meetup group, and it's really fun because people will put in there all the time that they want to do X, Y, Z, and if I'm interested in it, I can say, hey, yeah, I'll meet there, and I get to meet new people. You can also use the meetup app where you can actually see what are people doing that might interest me, and do I want to go out and paint? Do I want to go out and hike? Do I want to go for yoga in the park? 
And if I do, then I can meet up with that group of people and I get to meet new friends. And I also had no problem putting out an Instagram post or putting out stories trying to find people who live close to me who just wanted to connect and do something fun. So definitely try to get connected. This is just one positive social thing that you can do this summer. And the last thing that I want to share that could make it on your summer to-do list is to volunteer. This is one of the most rewarding things to do, and volunteering has definitely changed my life in the best way. Devote some time this summer to give back to your community. You can help out at a library. You can help at a homeless shelter, a nursing home, an animal shelter. You can even go to the Boys and Girls Club, and they oftentimes will allow you to tutor or just play with the kids, or you can read a book, do what you're good at with them. There are so many ways that you can help out and feel so incredible inside while doing it. Now, while I have done this alone or with other teacher friends, you can also reach out to your students' grown-ups to see if your students want to volunteer with you. It's a great way to see them in the summer, to stay connected with those families, and to impact your community, and to simply spend time and spread joy with and to others. Now, do not feel like you have to add all of these items to your list, but these are definitely items to consider that have helped keep me fresh and innovative over a summer break. Doing some of these tasks also brought me peace in knowing that I already did some of the hard work up front so that when time comes, I can just review the work, refine it with simple tweaks versus starting from scratch. Now, as a recap, here are eight to-do items that could make it on your summer list. Prioritize what brings you joy. Read for pleasure and for education. Plan ahead for the next school year. Attend professional development. Create personal and professional goals. Start a side hustle or social media page. Find local meetups. And find ways that you can volunteer. I hope some of these ideas have you excited about this summer and can keep you energized and equipped for the next school year. If you actually make a summer to-do list, I would love to see what's on your list. So reach out to me at The Literacy Dive on Instagram and let me know. I can't wait to be back with you next Monday. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Come hang out with me over on Instagram at The Literacy Dive. I would love to hear from you in my DMs. If you are enjoying this podcast, be sure to hit that follow button and share this with a friend. I'll catch you in the next episode.